Thank you for downloading and or streaming the newest episode of Recasted. I'm Wayne G and joined by my partner in crime, Jesse. What's going on? How are you, my man? It's good to see you again. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did we ever agree on, like, I'm always Wayne G. I have another podcast where I'm Wayne G. Uh, I know you go by J. Biss, Jesse B. Jesse, what do you? Uh, uh, I think just for the flow of it, you know, Jesse B works. I think, you know, that's how they can find me on certain platforms, um, either Jesse B or J. Biss. But um, you know, just for the flow of our program, you know, Wayne G and Jesse B. All right, cool. Jesse B, we'll stick with that. And um, glad you kind of segued unconsciously into it. But you mentioned platforms. Uh, obviously, people can find us on all the social media platforms. Not TikTok yet. Working on that. That's a, that's a work in progress. <laughs> but um, at Recasted Podcast on Facebook, at Recasted Podcast on Twitter, and at Recasted Podcast 8 on Instagram. Uh, we are extremely interactive. We like to get your comments. We like to get your thoughts. We put out our cast so you guys can vote on who's you like better. Feel free to interact with us. Even to say we suck. I don't care. We're, we're super cool about interacting with everybody. I try to comment on anybody's comment that they leave for us. I try to like their comment, let them know that we really appreciate them. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, we are huge on support um, and interaction. Um, I am on my phone probably too much at this point um, from what I hear from anybody around me so um please get a hold of us and we love to interact with you um and let us know your thoughts you know even if you have improvements for the show um improvements for us and you know any sound quality even though i, I know wayne does a fantastic job if you have any improvements for our show any ideas or thoughts or movie ideas please reach out to us and let us know because we we love this i mean honestly i think bad boys came to us um from a uh, a fan of sorts um and um Hopefully we get some more ideas going forward and we can continue to have fun with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Now, before we, you mentioned bad boys, we are going to be doing uh, bad boys today. We're recasting it. But before we do, we always have a little bit of news. We like to get into first before we get into the business and some of the podcast news I have, when I say podcast, I mean, our podcast, the first bit of news. Fantastic. I know we're both excited about it. We did the last episode, any given Sunday It has had triple the downloads of a night's tale. So, we are growing rapidly. We appreciate everybody who downloaded the episode and listened, and we hope that hopefully this one triples as well. Absolutely. Thank you all so much. I think uh, us sharing some tea with the uh, the guys across the pond, um, it really helped um, you know get our, our voices into a lot more ears, and uh, hopefully we can continue to snowball into your favorite movie podcast. You know, And uh, we've got another one across the pond. Uh, there in uh, you know field of screens and we hope you check them out too but that's who we shared the screens with last week in our any given sunday episode give that a listen and give any of our episodes a listen i'm glad you brought that up too again uh at fos underscore pod is the field of screens podcast what they do is they re- they do reviews of sports movies only so uh they'll review it they give an mvp they talk about the cast uh what they liked and didn't like it's a really great listen their newest episode is d3 the mighty ducks they give us a shout out in that, and I will say I, I messaged them and I agreed with them. I'm not going to give too much away of their show, but I agreed with them that one of the characters I didn't really love their personality. Yeah, it's it's been a great listen. A few episodes that I've had a chance to listen to them, and uh, you know I, it was so awesome to have them on the show. So give them a listen, give us a listen, and uh, thank you so much for the continued support, everybody. Yeah, we're definitely going to do another one with them, and I know I'd mentioned to you maybe Tin Cup would be a good one. And I recommended to them uh, to watch the movie Digstown. Neither of them had seen that. It's my favorite boxing movie. It's absolutely phenomenal boxing movie. And they're going to check it out. They're probably going to review it. And then maybe we'll recast that. We'll see. But we're definitely going to do something with them. 
I remember your recommendation for Digstown uh, about last year this time, and I watched it with my mom, the James Woods uh, boxing movie, and uh, uh, really, really did enjoy uh, the the things I saw in it. It's not your normal boxing movie. No, the boxing is almost like a subplot to the movie. Right. Movie news to get into. I just want to start. It's not a movie, but uh, I watched the first episode of Loki. I'm guessing you did as well, being a big Marvel fan like oh. I am. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't watch it the same day, but I uh, try and stay off the Internet um, because I know the Internet is kind of uh, relentless and ruthless as it comes to spoilers. So um, watch it as soon as I could and uh, excited to hear what you thought about it. We haven't talked about it off screen yet. Exactly. Yeah. And we're not going to spoil it for anybody listening in or watching in. I will just say I really liked it. And what I liked about it and what made it different to me is that it seems like it's going to be a more humorous series. And I think that that's fitting because Loki is kind of a funny character. Yeah, I think, you know, just a non-spoiler impression on the first episode. It was um, it was emotional. Uh, it was it was very good, um, but it was emotional. And uh, I think it was a very good start to. Um, what probably is, can be seen as the most anticipated of the Marvel TV series. Right. And I guess after this one, we've got Hawkeye is going to have his series. Uh, I've heard She-Hulk. And the one I'm really yep. looking forward to is Moon Knight. Yes. Yeah, we've got we've got several awesome ones uh, on the horizon. So after a, a year um, with the pandemic where Marvel wasn't able to do too much for us, um, we've got some awesome things lined up in the future. So you'll continue to hear uh, the news uh, from your boys here, um, and then you know we'll also recast some of those old movies you love and enjoy too. The other bit of news has been all over, splattered all over social media. Has been Cruella came out. It's another Disney property, and the, I didn't see it yet. I know you said you didn't see it yet. So just kind of talk about what I've seen. Is it seems like there's some people upset about the fact that it seems like this is a standalone movie. It doesn't feel like a prequel to 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's almost seen as the same vein as uh, maybe a Joker, where it has real to Batman's story, and it's telling more about that villain. It's trying to open up a story and almost, I guess, vilify a, a villain. Um, so we've got, you know, Cruella, and it's telling a, a younger story. Um, I haven't seen the movie, but it's the upbringing of a dog murderer. I'm not sure. Actually, got a little bit choppy there at the end. Kind of, we're breaking up, so I couldn't uh, hear exactly what you're saying. Um, but let's see. We'll, we'll keep. It, how about uh, uh, really the the point? The, hopefully, you can. Hear me. Yeah, I can I'm going to try it. and pop out and pop back in. Win. Okay, cool. So while Jesse's doing that, um, obviously, like I'd mentioned, I'd seen uh, Cruella. Kind of, you know, just talked about. That's the biggest downside to it. Everyone said that it's fantastic and that they love it and that they think that it's probably going to have a sequel that's going to be very good as well it just doesn't tie into the disney film i think that's people's biggest gripes but that doesn't matter to me i think that they've disney's done such a good job with these live action films i don't think i've seen one i didn't like i didn't love the lion king but i did enjoy it so um you know i'm sure cruella will be fine as well uh while jesse rejoins us the next bit is a Quiet Place 2. I've seen that's the other thing I've seen everyone talking about and how John Krasinski is this amazing director. And I'm not going to lie. Not only have I not seen A Quiet Place 2, I haven't seen A Quiet Place 1. I just am not a big horror guy. So I, I, it's hard for me to get excited about it. Uh, I 
I definitely recommend A Quiet Place. Um, I think it was an amazing jump from what we know John Krasinski of, and that's really Jim from The Office. Um, I know he's done Jack Ryan, and he's dabbled in some other things, but um, as far as um, this being a big movie as and his uh, behind-the-scenes debut as well, uh, I think this was awesome. Um, and um, as a father to father, watch this movie, Wayne. It's well worth it. Okay. I, I mean, I may check it out. I just, I don't like the genre. You know what I mean? It's hard for me to watch a horror movie. Um, it's, I mean, it's certainly horror, but it, I mean, you're not going to, it's not gory. I mean, you're not, you're not turning on saw or anything like that. So, I mean, it's just a few possible jump scares depending on who you are, but uh, I definitely recommend the movie. So like the movie signs, maybe. Yep. You know, you, you've got, you've got some weird things happening. Okay. The other thing that came out was the trailer, the full trailer for Free Guy, which is a new movie with Ryan Reynolds, where he plays a non-playable character in a video game. And so he thinks he's just living life. Like he doesn't know he's in a video game. He's just living life, walking down the street, picking up his groceries. There's bombs and explosions going off, bank heists, people being thrown through windows. And he just thinks it's a tor- totally normal Monday, you know, and just going about his life. And then a girl robs a bank, takes him captive, and gives him these sunglasses that allows him to see that he's in this video game. And then I think he tries to rally all of the non-playable characters to kind of save their game. Um, so really kind of interesting. It looked kind of almost like uh, Pixels meets Ready Player One meets Ryan Reynolds comedy. Yeah, it, it seems very fun. I remember seeing the trailer when this first was was talked about coming out, and it seemed very fun. Ryan Reynolds is having a lot of fun right now in his acting career between Deadpool and this. Um, you know, I, I expect nothing but humor and excitement. So I'm I'm interested in it. Um, I'm a video game player. At least I was much, much more in the past. But um, I'm a big Ryan Reynolds fan. I think, you know, Deadpool um, was hilarious. Um, I'm excited for that third installment when that happens. Um, but as far as Free Guy, um, the trailer looked very fun. Yeah, I think I'll definitely be checking it out. The last bit of movie news that I had here, and, and we'll see if you have anything we can go over more. But I have Indiana Jones 5 has started filming. I've seen some of the screens or people have taken pictures and it's been on social media and Harrison Ford looks as old as he is. And I didn't like the kingdom of the crystal skull and this one just, I don't know what the plan is. I haven't heard anything about the plot. I just seeing old man, Indiana Jones makes me not want to see it. Yeah. I mean, I know um, how much of an Indiana Jones fan you are and you know, the, the place that that holds in your heart. So I hope that they don't, you know, ruin it for you um it kind of reminds me i'm a wrestling fan it kind of reminds me of undertaker where they just kept kind of dragging him out way past his prime and i mean the more they dragged him out the more he looks like a skeleton um it's like oh that's not the that's not the lasting image i want to have of you don't don't, stop coming out don't do it um so i mean as an indiana jones fan win wouldn't you rather see them kind of recast that you know bring in a, a much younger actor yeah, that's what I thought they were doing. I, you know, we talked about it. That we thought Chris Pratt was going to be Indiana Jones, like a young Indiana Jones, because even Indiana Jones in the Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's still forty or something like that. Like he is not a young man. So yeah. it'd be cool to see like a young Indiana Jones and how he got to that point. But instead, right. they're just continuing with sequels. Yeah, yeah. It's it's you don't want to see a franchise continue to go to the point where you dislike that franchise and you just and you dislike the actors. Um, you know, final appearances in that. I mean, if you didn't like the last one, it's already kind of not giving you a uh, glass half full perspective of this next one. Yeah, for sure. That's what I had for movie news. I don't know if anything came out or if you saw anything you wanted to bring up. 
Uh, honestly, I haven't been watching, um, you know, many movies recently other than the ones that we've been recasting just so I can get a fresh take on it. Um, been binging a lot of TV. Um, I'm a food competition show fan. So Hell's Kitchen and, uh, you know, Master Chef. been watching those and um, also a big fan of Survivor and The Challenge. So I've been binging old seasons of those. Um, have you ever watched Survivor before? I watched when the first season came out. Me and my family used to sit down and watch it every week. And so yeah. I remember Richard and some of those Richard people. hats, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so I mean, it's 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 still on. They skipped the the most recent season, but uh, they've got about forty seasons now, and some crazy things happen. And then there's the challenge, which is Survivor like, but it's an MTV product. It kind of happened um, where it originally started, where it was uh, Road Rules versus the Real World, and it started as that kind of clash, and it's just grown to be much more competitive and crazy. So there's about thirty six or so seasons of that, and it's. Very fun. I'm wearing my Johnny Bananas hat right now. Nice. I actually think it's funny that MTV's idea of the real world that we all live in is a giant mansion and no jobs. Lots of alcohol and different fights. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, all right. So are you ready to recast Bad Boys? What you going to do? All right. Let's do it. All right. Bad Boys came out in 1995. It is directed by Michael Bay. Obviously, we know he's big for explosions in action, and that's exactly what this movie gives you. Uh, lots of fun, I'll say. Uh, it follows two narcotics detectives as they try to recoup a couple of pallets of heroin that are stolen out of the um, you know, the evidence bay or whatever. Uh, like I said, lots of explosions, You know, lots of action. you got two basically comedic stars in their first serious action roles. So, like we always do, how did you like the movie? Uh, I definitely love this uh, the franchise. Um, I think this movie is a very fun first take for both these guys. Um, like we talked about off screen for a moment, um, you know, just trying to kind of pinpoint where these guys were. This is, you know, their first big, really big, big screen introduction, and it was it was cool to see them and uh, you know how young they looked, um, and uh, just it was a very fun movie, um, a, a buddy cop of sorts. Yeah, but not like a over the top comedy buddy cop movie. No, like, it, was, yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't the other guys. No, it wasn't that. But it's it's fantastic. It's lots of action, which I love. I like that they had two comedic actors take these parts, even though they're not super comedic parts. Because I feel like the parts where it's supposed to be funny, it is really funny. It hits right on the you know, right on the money. They have wonderful chemistry. You can tell. That's why the series has gone on and and looks like it will go on, but. They have wonderful chemistry together. There's talk about a Bad Boys 4. Are you interested in that? Uh, I am. I just I really want to talk to who made the title for Bad Boys for Life for the third movie, um, especially if they had plans to make a fourth one because you just totally wasted for life when that should have been your title for the fourth one. <laughs> I guess so. Well, they'll figure out something. <laughs> uh, we're going to be recasting eight roles today, and we're starting with uh, – Will Smith, and I'm going to let Jesse take the reins from here. Absolutely. Uh, so this was a, a fun movie to uh, cast. I think when you think of Bad Boys, you think of these you know two top stars, and then 
you know, each one they kind of interchange, but these two are the mainstays. And uh, uh, yes, I get the honor of starting with Will Smith's character, uh, Mike Lowry, um, and uh, very fun character, um, fit playboy, um, you know, guy, Will Smith. Um, and uh, for this character, um, let me tell you, if we hadn't just picked, you know, MBJ as our Willie Beeman, this, this may have been the guy. Um, but of course, you know, I wanted to be a little bit more creative than that. I wanted to have more fun with it. And so the guy I went with, and you're certainly going to recognize him when, is Aldous Hodge. Uh, this gentleman uh, is uh, someone that you know as Voodoo uh, from Friday Night Lights. Uh, he has also been in other films uh, like One Night in Miami. Most recently, he played Jim Brown in One Night in Miami. Um, that was a really highly acclaimed movie over the past year. Uh, and he was, um, he's going to be cast as Hawkman in the Black Adam movie that has Dwayne Johnson. Um, yeah. That's a pretty anticipated DC extended universe movie. Um, and so um, very excited um, to cast him as my Will Smith. I think he's got the look, the tone to his body. Um, I think um, he's slightly older um, than Will Smith was at the time. Um, but uh, the actor that I, I chose, I think he can certainly play younger. Um, I think he just plays um, that uh, younger-looking, fit, um, cocky, uh, you know, cop that that I needed. Yeah, so I guess I would have to see him in some other roles. The reality is that I've only seen him really in Friday Night Lights, and so to me, he has more of an intimidating look to him. Like he's not the smooth operator walks into the bar, and all the girls are like, "Oh my god, we gotta buy this guy a drink." He looks almost kind of scary. Like he'd stay away from him. I don't know if over the years, again, getting into the fr- you know uh, one night in Miami, whatever, if he's smoothed his appearance at all. But Jim Brown's kind of an intimidating guy too, so that's kind of a perfect fit there. I, I just don't. I have a hard time visualizing him as a ladies' man, but again, maybe I just have to see something more recent with him. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I didn't put as much stock into ladies' man, and I put it more into of the two. He's of the two guys we see in the film. You know, he's going to be the more physical-looking one, the more attractive-looking one. Um, and I think he, he hits both those. Um, I think when you look at both the actors that I, you know, end up choosing for these, he's certainly going to be the better looking of the two, the more athletic of the two. And the one that I think ladies will swoon after, um, maybe he doesn't have the devilish looks that Will Smith had at these times, but, um, you know, he's a little angry. Okay. I I agree with you that he had to be a good looking, a little bit taller because remember, we're going to cast these two. I kind of want to keep one shorter than the other to have Will be the tall, dark, handsome guy. Um, Charming. I did want to go with somebody with a comedic background. And one of the issues I ran into recasting these two parts was the age because Martin was only 30 when he did this role. Will was only 27. I couldn't find anybody in those age ranges that I really liked, you know, so it, it was tough. And, but I looked at it this way. I said, like, I'm not going to cast a franchise, even though this became a franchise. We're just casting the one movie. And so I just wanted to find somebody that would fit this one movie. And a guy that I think is, um, you know, kind of tall, dark, and handsome, has that fearless, uh, you know, attitude. He's six foot one. Uh, he is 38 years old. So again, a little bit older. But I went with a guy who actually grew up wealthy. So he can kind of identify with Mike's character of driving fancy cars and living in a nice apartment. And that is Damon Wayans Jr. Um, I think Damon Wayans Jr. is a, a fantastic actor. He Obviously, his dad's Damon Wayans. We all know who he is. He looks very similar to his dad. Um, 
he's in the movie the other guys he's the voice of wasabi in you know big hero six but he also was in let's be cops where he plays a fake cop but we get to see him play a little bit of a, a cop role in that movie okay yeah that definitely helps i think i looked for that in some of you know the actors I, I was you know reviewing to see if i could try and tie that in so i i certainly recognize you know the actor um and uh the family i mean what a comedic family um and so i, I think that was a great a great find for you um i think you know we, we may have had some different um boxes we were looking to check but we both ended up checking them off pretty well nice and then, of course, he's got a sidekick, and that is going to be Marcus Burnett, who was played by Martin Lawrence. Like I mentioned, Martin was 30 when he did this film. He had been a stand-up legend, basically, a stand-up comedian who was very, very popular. He had his own show, Martin, like most stand-up comedians, got their own show. And he'd also done House Party 1 and House Party 2. So he hadn't really kind of gotten into being a star. This was like his first role as a star in a motion picture. And what I really wanted with this was um, somebody who's going to play uh, a more toned down person he's married he's got a wife he's got kids you know he's not out there living the life at the clubs like will might be doing or like mike might be doing you know so he's got to be somebody who's a little bit more reserved um you know the guy that's going to be scared in the in, in the shootouts you know he's like oh, i don't want to die you know he's that guy whereas mike's the guy's like, charging head first he's got nothing to lose right so um you know i kind of want to be shorter than mike as well so i went with somebody who's five foot nine and who you will know as a tremendous actor. He's got a little bit of comedy in his background. So I think he can pull off the comedic role of Marcus Burnett. And that's John David Washington. We had just talked about him uh, last episode. I think that him and Damon Wayans Jr., they play off each other really well. I think that'd be a really good uh, team right there. That would be a fun watch. I mean, I obviously love um, what I've seen from John David Washington so far. Um, I didn't consider him for this, um, but I think that, you know, for your casting, he certainly fits. Um, you know, you know, you have a more comedic guy, you know, for your mic, and maybe a more toned down guy for the John David Washington um, um, for your Marcus. Um, but uh, I think, um, all in all, it'll be a fun watch. Um, I think for mine, I went, I tried to go for a more comedic Marcus, and I tried to go for the look. And and I agree with you; it was hard to find somebody that perfectly fit that age range. Um, and so I had to go with somebody that was a little bit older. Um, and uh, I went with somebody, um, and um, hearing that you, you haven't watched a lot of horror movies, it kind of worries me that maybe you haven't seen this guy um, in one of the things that I saw him in that really draw me to this. Um, have you seen the movie Get Out? I have not seen Get Out. I've heard good things about it, but I haven't seen it. Uh, all right. Have you seen Uncle Drew? I have. Okay. So he's in both of these, um, and he also has um, – he was also in Judas and the Black Messiah, which is one of the better movies to come out in, in the last calendar year. Um, and um, my Marcus is, uh, he's known as Lil Ray Howery. Um, and uh, he was in uh, Get Out as the security guard. Um, he's like an airport TSA officer. You know, he's wearing the outfit. He's, um, he seems a little bit more timid, a little bit more scared. Um, but uh, he also has a comedic show um, out as well. And uh, I looked for somebody that had the comedic background. And, and again, looking for somebody who's a little bit older because I needed somebody that is a father of two, a married man, somebody who is not the playboy that his counterpart is. Now, in Uncle Drew, is he the one that recruits Drew and all the guys? I believe so. I, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, to be honest. I just know he's in there. I, I've likened him more to the character in Get Out, but he's the uh, character wearing the glasses, has like the, the chin strap beard. 
Okay. Uh, rounder fella. Yeah, he kind of looks like Martin Lawrence looks like now. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but, so yeah. honestly, I had this guy in mind, and then I watched the original Bad Boys, and I go, that's probably not going to work because Martin is much skinnier in this role than I, I remember. Um, but as I continued to look, I just couldn't find somebody that fit the fatherly values and the age and body. So I just had to go with um, he's going to be shorter, like you mentioned, than my Mike, you know, and he is shorter than Aldous Hodge. He's a bit of a rounder, rounder fella, but he's got that comedic background. And because of his age, I think he can pull off that fatherly husband role that he would need to play you know, compared to, you know, Aldous Hodges as Mike. I agree. And I think that not only that, but because of his comedic timing and what I've seen him in, I do think he would play that great Marcus. Like I said, in the, the shootouts, Marcus is usually like crying or something. He's covering his head. You know, he, he, doesn't want part shot. <laughs> he doesn't want any of that. So he definitely seems like that kind of guy who would be the coward guy. And you got to kind of come on, man, let's go. Let's go, Marcus. And, and I recommend get out as well, even not as a horror guy. I mean, I, I recommend watching it. It was Jordan Peele, who is, you know, you'd know from the key and Peele. Um, and it was his first jump into the horror um, genre. I didn't love his next one, Us, as much, but Get Out um, really um, got some positive reviews, and um, it was a fun one. Um, it was a mind um, pretzel, but it was a fun one, and uh, you'll you'll get to see you know this character um, in, in probably a little bit more light, like I had. All right. Well, we've got our two headliners. Let's uh, build around these guys. Here we go. Uh, so um, our next one um, is Captain Howard, um, and uh, so for this one, um, I think this is the first time that I'm going to reach into our recasted bucket here, and I'm going to pull up somebody that I've casted in, in the past, Wayne. Okay. And hopefully you don't get mad at me here um, for doing so. Um, but I saw this movie, I saw the trailer, I saw the guy, and I go, that's Chris Maloney, man. That's that's Elliot Stabler. Um, you know, I see, I see a guy in the police setting. I see someone who also could be wearing shorts and shooting jumpers um, and telling his guys to get it done um, and get it done fast, get to get, do what they do. Um, and so I saw Elliot Stabler in this role. Um, and so again, that's um, Chris Maloney, um, who is most famously known for playing Elliot Stabler on Law and Order SVU. Um, he's also done some other stuff. Um, he was also on Oz, um, a prison like show. That's what I know him from. Um, yeah. He's, I think that he fits the role for sure. Uh, again, cop he's played a cop a billion times you know and he definitely has an edge about him he's older than you know your two characters or my two characters even this should be because he should be older than them he's the captain or whatever it is yeah so he definitely he fits that role as well i would love to see him i guess in a, kind of a, a a more of an intense that one of the things i loved about captain howard who i was played by uh, joe pentaliano who before this had been in la bamba eddie and the cruisers the goonies he was one of the brothers in the goonies um since then, obviously, he's done Memento. He's done a bunch of movies. But one of the things I liked about him as Captain Howard that I always thought was funny was the way he would yell at the guys, right? Like, he was so agitated with them. He, You know, he was on their side, but that's what made him so angry, I think, is that he's trying to help them, and they kept screwing things up. So I actually have a clip I'm going to play from Captain Howard, and this is uh, one of my favorites uh, from the original Bad Boys movie. Oh, what did I say? Did you hear what I said? I heard what I said because I was standing there when I said it. I told you, I told you to secure a witness, not to shoot up a neighborhood, not to do another dead body. Just get the dope back and do it quietly. 
So, you know, he's giving him the crap. And uh, I actually, like, actually towards the end of that scene, too, I think Will Smith says, Captain, I didn't kill anybody today. And uh, he goes, do you want me to yell at you? Because I can. <laughs> yeah, it, it, that was that's my favorite scene from the movie. But, yeah, I mean, I, again, have you not seen a, a ton of Law & Order? Is that not a show for you? No, I haven't seen a lot of that. No. So, I mean, I, it, it's obviously an old one, and it's on just about every night <laughs> ever um, on TV if you're just surfing TV. Um, but... Um, you know, he certainly has that intimidation factor in there. You know, he yells pretty often, whether it be at, you know, people on the team or at, you know, the suspects. But uh, I, I love the casting for me, and I think he fits that. And uh, I love um, the original casting as well. I mean, it was it was a great role for him, um, and I think it really meshed with uh, the two stars. Yeah, I agree. And like I, said, I like your guy, too, and I think your guy fits perfect. So far, we're gonna, we talk about building that cast and kind of building a complete picture, and he fits perfectly into the picture that you're painting. Um, I went with somebody who is older as well. So he, my guy is 50, which he has to be because my two stars are 38, you know, 36. Um, so I went with a guy who's 50 years old and is a phenomenal actor. Everything we've seen this guy in, he's just absolutely amazing. And thick New York accent. What he's kind of become famous for recently is he's on TikTok. He likes to go on rants particularly political rants and that is michael rapaport so michael rapaport i'm sure you guys can imagine he was from uh i have it right here uh, friends copland true romance poetic justice metro with eddie murphy is one of my favorites with him and of course he's most famous for being the shooter in higher learning yeah he was also in sully uh and uh, he was uh recently on uh he had a stint with barstool sports um as uh, you know, a personality before they had a falling out, but yeah, very familiar with his uh, his accent, his antics, um, and he definitely has sound bites that have gone viral over the past few years. Um, I remember one; I think there was a a bird or some type of animal in his backyard, and he was just maybe it was a cat or a dog, but he was totally chewing out an animal in the yard, just telling us how ugly it was. <laughs> I know he just recently had a beef with Kevin Durant, and um, yeah, it doesn't I shock me. And I can actually picture him, except the guy's walking in the gym being like, what did I say? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, um, look-wise, um, not exactly what I pictured, but personality-wise, I think you nailed it. You know, you got to have somebody that has, um, you know, the, the thick uh, accent, somebody who is willing to give it to just about anybody. And we've seen Rappaport give it to just about anybody. Um, so I think personality-wise, you nailed it. Awesome. Yeah, well, that's the thing is not so much um... – that he'll give it to anybody. It's just, he flies off the handle so easily, which yes. is why him and Martin have to go to the Wusa training like later. <laughs> uh, all right. So that brings us into our character of Julie, who is played by uh, Tia Leone. Uh, when she does this movie, she's 29 years old. I, I didn't realize she was uh, that old when she did the film. Yeah. But My mom said she would just come off of like a, a TV show. Yeah. Santa Barbara. She was on the, uh, uh, it's like a soap opera. And uh, she was on that, and she is the same age as Mike and uh, Martin, or what Mike and Marcus. So it makes sense that, you know, she'd also done, I think, the movie Wyatt Earp. She was in one episode of Frasier I have written down here. But when I think of her, I think of somebody who's strong and independent, right? She really doesn't want to be in police custody. She wants to be living her life, and she gets frustrated with the fact that they keep her in here, and she's going out without telling them, and that gets her into trouble. Yeah. Um, She's dismissive of them when they try to give her orders. Like, hey, just sit right there. She's like, you know what? Whatever. And she like walks away. So somebody, <clears throat> I'm turning the page here. I had to lift my fingers. So somebody who uh, I was thinking of as a strong, independent, attractive, but not overly attractive, right? Just somebody who 
would be kind of a female lead. She's not really a romance interest in the film, but Mike cares about her because she's friends with Max. And I went with Olivia Wilde. Uh, Olivia Wilde is 37 years old. She was um, 13 in the show House MD. She was in Cowboys and Aliens as the lead female. She was in Tron Legacy. She was the, the girl he brings back at the end. Uh, she's married to Jason Sudeikis. You know, uh, she's got very pretty eyes. That's that's her big. She's got very pretty eyes, but she's the right age because she's 37. Like I said, my two guys are 38, 36, so she fits right there in the same age as them. She's attractive, but she's not, you know, too attractive. Just very pretty. I thought she would fit the role, and I think her personality, the roles that she's played in the past, is being that person who doesn't want to be told what to do. Yeah, she has a wonderful resume, and you know. Being married to Sudeikis has got to be a fun time. Uh, but, yeah, wonderful resume. What, what a good filmography for her, for her. I didn't realize it kind of went so far back. Um, but uh, I think that looks-wise, I went with somebody that probably had to be you know hotter. I, I found Taylor to be very attractive in this movie. Um, and uh, so I went with somebody that has experience with Michael Bay. And uh, I went with uh, somebody who you know, gave me the vibes of a bold, uh, confident, um, damsel in distress. Um, and that was Megan Fox. I've seen her, um, play a, a sexy damsel in distress in, uh, Transformers and in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. Um, she is obviously, um, you know, very, very sexy. Um, but I think, you know, with the dark hair, um, you know, the short clothes, I think that, you know, she pulls us off and she's also um, pretty bold as well. Well, you mentioned she has a history with Michael Bay. Uh, it's actually not a very good history. Oh, they don't. Oh, uh, did I say good or bad? I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they do not like each other. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's actually popped into my head as the she was the very first person that popped into my head when thinking of this role, because I think she does look the part. The only reason I didn't go with her, obviously, because my two main stars are so much older than her. I thought it'd be kind of weird to have that 38-year-old guy, like a 25-year-old. It'd be just like that weird, creepy vibe. So I wanted to go with a little bit older of an actress. But I think, you know, for your cast, obviously, she's uh, you have a little bit younger stars than I do. So she kind of fits in perfectly. And like I said, she was the first person I thought of. I think that she fits that role to a T. And if I had younger actors, I probably would have picked her as well. Yeah, I mean, and, and looking at, you know, the whole cast, you know, you can't just look at certain people. I think we've done a few episodes of these already. And I mean, I made that mistake early on of just picking great people that I think fit that role and not the whole film. And so your, your actress, Olivia Wilde certainly fits the timeline of your film more so than mine. And so I think when we're talking about going against each other, we're really almost presenting two different films. So I mean, we look at, I think we may like to look at it as like a competitive thing, but we're bringing, we're presenting two different film ideas and we're giving you two different casts and, and trying to tell each other how they would work. And so I think Olivia Wilde is certainly a great fit for your cast. I, just yeah, don't, I, think, how, I don't think it would gel with mine. But again, that, that's not our, our plan or our, our plot here. It's to really display our own ideas. Yeah, your cast is definitely setting up more for the franchise, like I said, where I was thinking of one-off. You know, I'm My guys are all going to be too old by the time a sequel comes around. <laughs> yeah, there's no sequel. There's no Bad Boys 4. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now it's on to the bad guy. Huh? Yeah, here we go. And... Uh, Somebody that you're certainly going to be familiar with, and uh, I had a few ideas here, and I'm going to be I'm going to be right up front with you. I don't have any or many almost. So if we have that segment towards the end, feel free to dominate that. But <laughs> I, I'm going to let you know my almost first, and uh, it was 
Um, I'm, I'm pretty bad with names, so I'm going to give you the roles, and you're going to be able to fill in the name. Um, but he's on Walking Dead. Apparently, he plays Daryl on Walking Dead. Okay. And he's also on the Boondock Saints um, as one of, as the younger brother um, of the two main characters there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is his name? Like, I know who it is, and he was in Blade 2. He was um, like a... Yeah. Um, was, yeah wasn't, he, wasn't he the villain in Blade 2? Kind of. She was like, he was working with him at first, but he like maybe double crosses him. Yeah. Um, I want to say it's like Remus or something. Yeah. Um, so that was who I originally thought. And I was like, mm, no, he's definitely going to be a bit older. Um, but um, the guy I ended up going with ha- has way more of a presence now. And I felt like some of my casting so far maybe didn't have all the star power. Um, and so I wanted to bring somebody with more of a presence here, um, at least um, if we're talking about the here and now. And that person is Daniel Brawl. And Wayne, you're going to know him um, as, as Baron Zemo. Um, he was also in Inglorious Bastards. Um, I think he's a great actor. I think he pulls off that that devilish villain that has you know the looks of a of a foreign. Um, he's a looker. Um, I, I think he's a, a good looking guy, um, but I think he can also be a badass. And so I thought Daniel Brawl for the here and now would fit with my franchise and, and this movie. Yeah, I think that we are definitely trending in the same direction we're in parallel universes like i said i've got like six years ahead of your cast but we're still trending in the same direction um and so i do like that i think that zemo actually does come across as intimidating and like somebody who you don't want to mess with that can scare you just by being quiet you know and that's really what i was looking for in this role who was originally played by chichecki cario who, uh, who, plays, who plays a villain often right um i don't know about often prior to this all he had done is french stuff he hadn't really done anything here. okay he has, uh, he he has a something. villainous look. Yeah, very villainous look. Um, and I think that's where your Zemo is great because your Zemo almost looks like a younger version of him. Oh, wait till you see the picture I send you, in. Okay. I'll, I'll definitely take a look at that. But he looks, I think that's a perfect cast, fits your cast perfectly. And it captures everything that I want to capture in my character as well. Like I said, I just had to keep my guy older because of everything going on. The flow, yep. Yeah. And so, like, I had, you know, commanding presence, you know, authoritative, menacing, um, and the character I went with actually was an actor in the movie uh, Dreamcatcher. Uh, he was in the TV shows that's Homeland and Band of Brothers. Uh, no, Dreamcatcher was Stephen King. Stephen King, yes, yes. yes. Um, he was in uh, Band of Brothers. He was in Homeland. He's probably most famously known as Bobby Axelrod in the show Billions, and that is Damian Lewis. Uh, he's a British actor, uh, has very piercing eyes. He's got a very intimidating presence. I don't think he's necessarily as scary as Tachecki Cario, you know, but he is intimidating, and I think that he'd be very believable as kind of like that drug lord kingpin type. Yeah, accents um, certainly uh, add into that intimidation factor, in my opinion. So I think, you know, getting somebody, and, and certainly, you know, British guys. Um, so I think uh, getting somebody of that, that ilk um, certainly fits the film needs, um, and it fits that villainous role. Um, I'm not familiar with it, but I'm sure, you know, once I get a chance to look at it and you're going to send me some images, I'll be able to give my take. But I think, you know, if he's been, I've heard of billions, um, and, and if he's been in those types of roles and um, you add in the uh, international flair that he has and you said some piercing eyes, I believe that he could pull off, you know, the villain that he needs to for your film. Yeah, I think he's going to fit in perfectly with what we got going. Um, like I said, he's just, he's not quite as rough. I mean, he could grow a little bit scruff, but. Um, so the next role we have is Teresa Burnett. This is uh, Marcus's wife. 
She's 31 in the film. She's played by Teresa Randall. Very pretty. You know, very. She plays a mom a lot. Does she play? I know the, the three roles I have her down prior to this are Beverly Hills Cop 3, CB4, and Malcolm X. Um, but I'm not 100% me, sure let, since then. Let me tell you, that's Michael Jordan's wife in Space Jam. Oh, okay. All right. So, I mean, that's just, that's where I immediately remembered her from. And then, yeah, looking <laughs> looking at her on the wiki, I was like, she had like just a big old thing of she was in this, 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 this. And it seemed like she was in, she played that mom or, or wife role, um, you know, pretty well for a short period of time. So I, I was thinking somebody who's pretty, uh, who's sweet, you know, nice smile. Because, again, she's the mom. She's not intense action. She's not a working girl like, you know, Tia Leone's character. Well, Tia Leone's character wasn't. She was hanging out with a, a working girl. But I end up going with Naomi Harris. Uh, she's 44 years old. So, again, she fits with my characters who are near 40. Uh, she was in Moonlight. She was in James Bond Skyfall. Uh, she's in 28 Days Later, Rampage. Uh, she's very pretty. Uh, so, basically, she fits the role. It's not a major character. It's not somebody who's going to really affect the plot. But it has to be somebody who's attractive enough that when uh, Mike is staying there, that Marcus gets jealous about him being there. Right. Yeah. I, I think like you mentioned, it, it, it's not somebody who's going to be stunning, but somebody who captures that look of, you know, a, a glowing wife um, and uh, not super familiar with, with your character again, but you had kind of forewarned me that some years you kind of had to dig for and that I, I may have to look up. So I'm excited to kind of see how they fit. I'm a visual guy. Um, and so for this one, um, you know, I, once I familiarize myself with who you chose, I'll be able to give a, a better opinion. And you know, I will um, on, you know, any of our mediums, whether it be Facebook or Twitter. Um, but um, for mine, I picked somebody that was uh, a bit more well-known. Um, she's in a few things that I know that you've seen. And again, I agree with you. She wanted to be pretty. Um, she didn't want to be stunning. And so for my character, I, she, she played Teresa. The actress's name is Teresa that played her originally. Um, and so I said, why fix what isn't broken? Let's go with uh, a Teresa of sorts and Tessa Thompson. Um, she played Valkyrie in the Marvel franchise, um, and she's also in the Creed movies. Um, but uh, I think that she fits that age range. Um, she is very, she's pretty. I don't think she is stunning. Um, and I think that she, um, right next to um, my uh, Lil Ray um, or my Marcus, um, could certainly fit that married couple, whereas. Um, I don't think that she is um, – she was never in my running for my max to give you, you know, that note. Yeah, she definitely seems like, you know, she would wear the pants in that relationship, which is what, you know, Teresa does. She's the one who's in charge. Um, so I definitely see that. I guess my only qualm with this particular pick is the the reputation, stature, whatever you want of Tessa Thompson – I feel like we're going into the big bag of money. I feel like you're playing with a bigger bag of money than I'm playing with here. Um, I, 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 I may have for some of these roles. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I felt like I didn't spend as you know much or, or maybe, maybe I spent too much, um, but, <laughs> but, I'm, but, but I'm, I'm having fun. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but no, I think that her personality definitely fits. Um, Again, meshing very well. Like I, I can picture her being in charge of that relationship with your Marcus character and telling him what to do. And I can also see her obviously being attractive and sweet and, you know, somebody who is a mom. I think she'd be great in an action role as well, but I think that she could definitely play the, the stay-at-home mom type. 
I I played it cheap for my last two rules. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> um, I forgot where we're at. Who, who's who's going with Max? Uh, so I I start off with Max here. Um, and uh, I think it's good that it goes right after Teresa because we want to show the difference between these two because they are kind of um you know one is for sure the love interest of of Marcus and the other one is at least a, a strong connection and, and an attraction to Mike. Um, and so I had to pick somebody who was um I think better looking. Um, and younger for my Max character. Um, and again, Max is, uh, I'm sure, short for Maxine. Um, and uh, this is a female character um, in the film. And in the original, it's played by somebody who um, doesn't really do a lot, um, but she does modeling. She's a very tall, um, beautiful woman. And um, so I wanted to find somebody who was beautiful um, and maybe had those model-like looks. And so I went with the actress uh, Candace Patton, um, she, um, if you're into, um, the DC, uh, universe on, uh, the CW at all, uh, she plays, uh, Iris West Allen in, uh, the flash. Yeah. I had casted her as a uh, Liv Tyler's role in Armageddon when we did that. Okay. I thought I'd heard the name before. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very pretty. Extremely pretty. Yeah. So I felt she could pull off the max. Um, and I kind of looked at, um, her versus, um, you know, Tessa Thompson when I was looking at these roles. Yeah, I like uh, Candace Patton here as well. I think she does fit that role as somebody who you could see tied to Mike. In some, uh, it, it's not like they're together, but maybe they had had a relationship in the past. Yeah, there's sure. an attraction. You can see that you know he maybe uses her and she lets it because she, she is obviously attracted to him and, and uh, maybe likes the relationship um, that they have. Um, but there's certainly, I think, some attraction from both sides. And I think that when I originally saw Bad Boys – I thought it was actually Tyra Banks playing Max. Like you said, it's very, she's very attractive and very tall kind of presence. Um, her, her name, the person who actually played Max is Karen Alexander. She was 23 years old when she did the role. Here's the thing that I thought was really funny is for somebody as attractive as she is, uh, she's only been in two movies ever. Bad yeah, Boys and Replicator. That's what I was mentioning is, is she, she doesn't have a lot. She does. If you look at her, her list of stuff, which I had, after those two, it's just the modeling stuff and being a mom. Uh, so she really, once she got killed as Max, it really didn't seem to flourish for her. But yeah, she's a very pretty, very uh, stunning tall lady that didn't um, seem to stick with Hollywood, but at least in her modeling career, she seemed to be able to do well for herself. And I think that the main thing we're trying to focus on too is how pretty she is because of the fact that she's with Mike kind of is the fact that Mike's the kind of guy, again, he's tall, dark, handsome, rich right his black book is a kind of black book that every guy wants right mm -hmm. and if she's in the black book she's got to be a certain type so right. i went actually with a victoria's secret model i went with um zuri tibby zuri tibby who as far as i know hasn't really acted in anything um if she has it's only been like tv stuff but she is a victoria's secret model she's a cover girl um very very pretty and like i said max has two or three scenes in the whole movie and she gets killed early on. Spoiler, if you haven't seen the 1995 film, Bad Boys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, gets, you know, she gets killed early on. So, um, again, I didn't feel like she had to be anything special. So I, when I saw I was going through and I was trying to find somebody, and I kept saying no, no, and I'm crossing people off. And then I picked a couple people and I changed my mind. And when I saw her, I was like, all right, yes, this is a role. Very few speaking lines. She's a model. She is exactly who Damon Wayans Jr. would be hanging out with. Yeah, correct. I think, you know, you didn't need somebody who had to have 
um, a great acting history. Um, and that's kind of was my deterrent when I was looking for people for this role was if they had a long resume, I just kept going. I kept swiping because I didn't want somebody who was super well known or, um, you know, had been in a ton of things. I just wanted somebody that was super pretty and, and really super raw. And, you know, Candace Patton outside of, you know, the, the flash show on CW, she's done some soap operas and not a ton more. Um, and she's, uh, a stunning gal on my side and i think um you know picking a model on your side is very um it's very fitting for really what the the true actress was and what the role needs to be a very beautiful stunning woman for a short while our last role is kind of a throwaway role of sense we're just trying to get to an even number of eight but it is played by a major star and that was a jojo it was played by michael imperioli who's from the sopranos and just a he he, he went on to be very big after this um, but right. prior to this, he hadn't really, he, he was in the movie handgun. He was in basketball diaries. Um, he was a small part in Malcolm X, but basically he's not a huge actor at this point, but I'm looking at him and he's the guy who, if you've seen the movie, he's uh, a former chemist kind of thing. He cuts up drugs. Now he's reformed quote unquote. And he's, you know, they use him for information. Like who could be cutting this stuff? Like, you know, you're tied into this stuff. Right. And when they first run into him, and I actually am going to play this clip here because this is when they first start to question him about what's going on with the whole drugs and if he knows anybody. Joe, Joe. Yeah, you're still a chemist, right? Cutting drugs and shit like that, huh? Oh, I, I, I don't know nothing about that, man. I'm out of the drug business. You know something. No, you don't know nothing. Huh? No, I just said no to drugs. That's you just, it. You said no to drugs. I'm what what you rubber. into, Joe? Rubber, rubber, rubber. rubber. Oh, Check it out. Oh, you're selling tires, huh, Joe? Yeah. So you don't know nothing. Just JoJo don't know nothing. Huh? Joe, none. I know tires. All right. You're we'll telling see. me the truth, right? Would I lie to you? <laughs> rubber, rubber, rubber. You know, he's just a, he's such a weasel. And that's the thing that I, I took from this character is he's going to be such a slimy, you know, jerk of a character that, you know, he's still tied in and he's just you know, messing with the cops. Now, later we get to see another interaction with him, which goes much differently because this is after Max is killed and Mike yes. is having none of it. Um, so I wanted to pick somebody again. It's a throwaway role. He's in two scenes. And that's it in the whole movie. But they're good, impactful scenes. And I thought, who's a guy that you could see giving the runaround to these two police officers and then squealing at the end when they put a gun to his head? And I went with Aziz Ansari. So I think uh, Aziz would be so good in this role as the reformed chemist uh, selling tires now, kind of a, a weasel. Obviously, people know him. He's a stand-up comedian, Parks and Rec. You know, I think that He'd just be really great, and I've been trying to figure out a way to shoehorn him into some of these movies we're doing. So, yeah, he's he's smarmy, he's quick talking, um, and uh, you know he's he's definitely fun. Um, I've loved him from Parks and Rec, and, and I've I've enjoyed his uh, his other stand up roles as well. So I think, like you mentioned, uh, throw in roles, so didn't have to be anybody um, that had uh, a huge acting resume or you know even an, an Italian mobster resume. So I think that Aziz Ansari he fits the smarmy quick speaking role that you need him to do for those few, those few scenes. Um, and that'd be fun to see him in this role. Um, I want to see him squaring with two tough guy cops looking at him. Um, so um, for mine, um, and I, I did a few tie-ins here, as you can tell, you know, my first tie-in was um, the Michael Bay. Um, my second one was uh, the Teresa, Teresa Tessa. And my third one here, and uh, you already mentioned uh, the movie, uh, the series Sopranos. Um, um, uh, did you watch the show at all? I never did, and I heard it was amazing, but I never really watched it. Yeah, so I, I got about one season in, and I'll continue to watch it, but other things just kind of took me away from it. But I enjoyed everything that I saw so far, 
and I too heard that a lot of people really, really enjoyed it. They just didn't enjoy the finale. Um, so, um, as you know, or as you may not know, the actor that played Tony Soprano, James Galdafini, he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're doing a prequel on HBO um, for a movie. And uh, playing young Tony is uh, James Gandolfini's son, Michael Gandolfini. Wow. So that is who I picked for my JoJo. I picked somebody right out of the Sopranos bucket, somebody who I wanted somebody who had some Italian bloodline, somebody who looked smarmy. And I just, I looked at him and, you know, who they're having him portray is really his, his father's portrayal of Tony Soprano. And I felt this could be, um, th- this could be good. So, again, for these last two roles, both Candace Patton and Michael Gandolfini, uh, not a long resume or filmography, but people that I think uh, could fit my, my movie. And I think, you know, it was just a, a nice shoehorn to kind of get, uh, you know, somebody from Sopranos um, to fill somebody who ended up being pretty prominent on Sopranos. Yeah, I think uh, I'll have to check out some of Michael Gandolfini's stuff because I will say that his dad – uh, James Gandolfini is just a wonderful, wonderful actor. I mean, so good. And people who only know him from The Sopranos, obviously he was in The Mexican. Uh, he plays a hitman in there who kidnaps uh, Julia Roberts. And he's also in a movie, and this is a, a high recommendation. Listen, I recommend a lot of movies to people. I'm not going to lie. I'm a movie guy. If I give it a high recommendation, you'd better check it out. And so I'm giving a high recommendation to our listeners to check out, if they haven't, The Last Castle with Robert Redford and James Gandolfini and Mark Ruffalo. Uh, it, it's such a good movie. It's about uh, a general who's uh, Robert Redford goes to a military prison and the warden is James Gandolfini and uh, the warden's not such a nice guy. And he, you know, Robert Redford just wants to be in there, do his time, leave, you know, doesn't want to cause any waves, but it turns out like he has to kind of take charge and he's just a natural leader and people will naturally follow him. Um, so really good, really good movie. I re- it's a high recommendation from Wayne G to check out when, the last. When did it come out? When did it come out? When? Around the same time as Spy Game, so ninety nine, maybe ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I'll admit that's not one that I've personally viewed before, but um, the actors that you listed there um, has me uh, not only curious but intrigued. So I'll have yeah. to watch it. Really great uh, movie. Um, so, anyways, I guess that ties up our wraps up our picture here because we are now talking about other movies but uh, i know you said you didn't really have a whole lot of almost recasted do you have anybody or not really uh really uh not anybody you know i, I really um focused on just trying to hit these in the head and once i found the perfect one i, I didn't wasn't like oh, i almost thought about that person um you know like i mentioned michael b jordan if we hadn't just used him as willie beeman i think he'd have been that guy that i chose um for mike um but i wanted to be a bit more original well, and, I, and Michael B. Jordan is actually a name that was thrown out to me a couple of times by people who I've talked about that we're doing this as the uh, the main character. And I have no problem with, you know, double dipping into these bags, triple dipping. I mean, Martin Scorsese uses Leonardo DiCaprio in every movie, so yeah. I mean, we can use whoever we want. Um, but again, I, I didn't go with Michael B. Jordan, even if I could have. I mean, I could have, but even I didn't because I wanted to go with somebody a little bit more comedic just because of the, the role itself. And again, Michael B. Jordan phenomenal dramatic actor great action actor maybe he can do comedy but i'm not giving him a chance as his debut role in comedy kind of yeah and uh, my almost recasted i have two uh i mentioned to you that megan fax was the first person that popped into my head for uh julie but i just went away from her because of the age and then the other one actually for uh mike lowry was i thought about john david washington as mike and then the more I thought about it, and I'm again I'm doing my research trying to figure out because I casted these. 
it's the well, height. Thing. It's the height thing that got you. Height is part of it, but I wanted to cast two guys together, as I mentioned to you uh, off yeah. the air, and and so I wasn't just doing one and then the other. I was like, I got to do both at the same time, and so I had him on my list, and I'm going through these lists of people, and when I came across Damon Wayans Jr. and I put them together, I was like, oh, there we go, that's my team right there. But Damon yeah. Wayans is not going to be Marcus. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I guess I'll admit um, I was rolling around a different Marcus um, to go with um, Aldous Hodge, who is Mike. Um, and the other Marcus, um, I want, again, I was looking for somebody who was going to be, um, you know, rounder looking. I don't know why I just pictured Marcus to be not as athletic as Mike. Um, and I guess that plays on the movie, but again, I got to give props. Martin was pretty fit in this movie, but I was looking at, um, O'Shea Jackson. I felt him and Aldous would have had, um, a good chemistry. And, you know, I'd mentioned him as a possibility in the any given Sunday. Um, but I think maybe he's a bit too young and maybe a bit too round, um, it doesn't have, you know, the resume, but uh, Lil Ray, who I went with, um, super comedic actor, and I felt like he fit. Yeah, I think it's a great cast. And we both have great cast. Like I said, they run on parallel timelines. Mine's yeah. like 10 years after yours. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a long-term guy, and, and you're a win now. So I, <laughs> I, I I like both castings. I can't wait to see them, you know, up next to each other. You you continue to amaze me with, you know, what you do um, with Photoshop and art and whatever other apps you have access to. But uh, the images that you're able to, uh, you know, blast out on our social media platforms for recasted, uh, they they always impress me. I love what you do with the movies and um, the actors um, that originally played versus who you casted or I casted. So um, I'm really excited to be able to see that once it hits, and now uh, we can start sharing those too. I know uh, a lot of people love to listen to us, but the video aspect has been fun, and then they're visual as much as I'm visual, I'm sure. So being able to see pictures on social media and give their opinions that way is helpful. Yeah, for sure. And I know I, what I tend to do if you follow us on social media, if you don't start following us, but if you do, one of the things that I do is I go backwards from the least important member of the cast so that by the time we get to the end, now we're at the stars, you know, so kind of teasing it, building up to the stars. I've noticed that and I, I like it. I mean, it, it builds, builds the momentum, builds the suspense and um, it has me looking forward to kind of who's going to say what. Um, I mean, even my mom has voted for you a few times, which... <laughs> We've had discussions, um, but uh, but I'm really excited to kind of see what people think about this. This is a very fun movie, um, and um, you know, obviously, we're going to continue to talk about what movies we're going to do next. But um, we always like to hear from our fans and from um, anybody online that has ideas for us. You know, you, you love movies um, that have been made, and you know, we're not exactly remaking them; we're really just recasting them, um, or maybe we're doing a bit of both. Um, but um, you've heard a few of our episodes. You've loved those. Let us know what other movies you enjoyed back then that you'd like us to do now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for following. Thank you for listening. Let's try to triple that downloads again this coming episode. And uh, we'll just keep that ball going. Uh, and, and the sky's the limit. I think, again, we've got a really unique show that does something that nobody else does. And uh, we do it better than anybody else does it, even if they do, because that's why you've never heard of them. <laughs> so you've heard that's of us now. Tell your friends about us. Absolutely. Uh, we are recasted. You know, it's it says it right in the name. Um, we are straight to the point, and um, I think Wayne had even uh, whispered something in the future about potential merch. So keep your eyes open, keep hitting those likes and shares, and maybe we'll see some merchandise in the future. All right. Well, again, thank you, and uh, talk to you guys later or tune in next week. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>